Welcome to Add to Party, a friendship simulator masquerading as a new show. Mm-hmm. I'm your host, James Hartwell, and I'm joined by Charles Jamat, and I'm joined by Andy K, and I'm joined by a new guest. Uh, <gasps> my name is Derek Costia. Hey, you're not a guest. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I thought I was welcome here, but uh, you learn something new every day. Welcome is a weird statement. Required is is a better statement. Employee? Employees may be a better way to phrase it. (laughs) Derek, this was voluntary. This wasn't under duress. There might have been the leverage of friendship. Yeah. (laughs) And that's all uh, was straightforward from the beginning. All laid bare. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Derek is joining our podcast uh, for the seeming future because Charles has decided he <gasps> hates Andy and me. That's true. <laughs> With a passion. It's true. Yeah. Keeps me up at night. I've seen the letters. All right. Oh, my God. The voice. <laughs> we spent. We spent a week at PAX together, and he went, I'm fucking done with these assholes. <laughs> no amount of wine skins could fix this rift in our relationship. That's true. Monster Hunter now. He hasn't even, he hasn't even friended me on Monster Hunter now yet. <gasps> well, I tried logging what in. in. What's that? Yeah, I did. I put I put it in Slack. Oh. That's it. I use... Uh... <laughs> I used Derek's uh, code. I, cause it was I know. So did I. That's and how I Derek like, and I are friends. Yeah. Derek is also <laughs> friends with me. I am not friends with anybody else. <laughs> Derek is the connecting tissue between Charles and I. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, I installed Monster Hunter now, and then it asks you for a friend code. And I was like, I don't have this. So I said no. And then it said, are you sure? And I uninstalled the game. Because <laughs> it made me feel bad. I can give oh. you my friend code, Andy. <laughs> It, it, it seemed like so much work. I wanted to play right then, but it wanted me to put in a code. And so I stopped. Uh, uh, but seriously, uh, Charles uh, wants to take a creative break from the podcast, and I can't compel him to stay as much as I would like to. So, yeah, he's he's going he's gonna to head off. Maybe he'll come back someday, James says, hopefully. But, you know, it's I'm, I appreciate... The time you have put into my weird little project, Charles. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, Almost no 100 episodes. Yeah, no yeah, problem. Couldn't stick around for 100. <laughs> asshole. Listen, <sometimes laughs> when you have to go, you have to go. That's, the timing will always be convenient. Irish goodbye out of the podcast. <laughs> Listen, you know, I, I'm not going to get some popcorn and then say I'm bringing it and then just leave without telling anybody. <laughs> you know? uh, but. Uh, yeah, no, it's been a fun time. Just can't believe two years has flown. Two but, years, two whole years. I'm sure uh, Derek's going to do a great job, even for today. There's no guarantees about tomorrow, but uh, <laughs> you know, I think there's also a lot of good news. So this is going to be a really fun episode. And uh, yeah, it's been fun, everybody. We could talk later. Mm-hmm. And you can find Charles on his new podcast. I hate those guys. <laughs> <laughs> well, funny you say that. Uh, I do have a you know, burgeoning co- podcast called The Cozy Corner. Uh, it's going to be a fun time. We just talk about um, really fun farming simulators. There you go. Andy should be on that one. <laughs> I'm not good at farming simulators. I, think you th- I thought you loved them, though. I do. Yeah, they're relaxing. You don't. You don't. Harvest have... Moon wants you to mine a lot, and then I get burnt out. Oh, Derek, what was that descent about? Well, I thought you were talking about like the OG farming simulator, and not Harvest Moon. Harvest Moon made Wait, it as simple as possible. Derek. The one where you, the one where you drive a John Deere tractor across the field. That is yes. not the OG. What are you it's, talking it's pretty, about? It's pretty. It's pretty. It's the one named Farming Simulator. I listen, I do not care. Okay. Once upon a time, there was a cute farming simulator on the SNES and you got your cows pregnant with like miracle medicine. I think it was called. That's how farming works. Okay. But Andy, the disappointment wasn't that you, it was the disappointment that we wouldn't be able to discuss farming simulator. Oh, (laughs) okay. Listen, we can do anything. It's our podcast. Yeah, maybe maybe Farmville comes up with a new game and (laughs) all the midwives leave Facebook to play Farmville somewhere else. Aw, wait, midwives? Oh, you know what? What do you call it? Housewives. 
Oh, okay. I was going to say, I didn't know. I mean, would... midwives can play Farmville, too. That's, That's not, true. It's, That's it's true. Like gatekeeper, it's true. But it seems it. like such a specific demographic. That's true. That is very specific. Mm-hmm. It would have been fun. <laughs> but it's all right. I'm going to leave you all to it. Mm-hmm. You guys have a great episode. And listeners, it has been fun. Don't mm-hmm. let James retroactively say that I hated you all. <laughs> I mean, you are starting a podcast called "I Hate Those Guys." Um, mixed message. But... Don't listen to those guys. I hate them. Mm-hmm. There we go. But listen, all right, it's uh, it's only because I'm using anger to ha- hide my si- sadness, as as I should, as a man. <laughs> hey, you angered away that sickness a couple that's weeks true. ago, James. And I'm oh, angering away my sadness. You know, I watched a really wonderful video. Let Charles leave. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) You're welcome. You're welcome, Charles. (laughs) (laughs) All right, gentlemen. Have a good time. We'll hear about this on this episode of Attitude Mm. Party. Mm -hmm. You sucker. That's fair. Goodbye. Bye. Can we sing the Sound of Music song? Which one? Oh, shut uh, up, Derek. <laughs> you know what I mean. The one, the one about a doe, a deer, probably. No. Know. Oh, my God. No. Oh, I know. I know which one you're talking about. sitting on the staircase, and the children are going to bed, and they say I, goodbye in all those different languages. Yeah, Charles is gone. No. Now we can talk about musicals all day. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen. Derek. No, I wanted to make yes. my very – oh, sorry. <laughs> nice, nice try, Derek. Uh, Derek. I didn't prep you on this and I apologize, but do you want to give maybe a brief overview of your gaming background and your preferred genres? Sure. That sounds wonderful. So gaming started for me with Halo 2. Before then, I was an outside kid. (laughs) I'd I'd come back when the lights started popping up or I got hungry or thirsty. And then I I did both. You coward. (laughs) (laughs) Well, yeah, Halo 2, Call of Duty, that's what raised me and mm-hmm. developed my love for social games over any specific genre. I play games to play with people, to connect mm-hmm. with my friends. Aww. So the only game I've... So the last two games I've played outside of that purpose is uh, Elden Ring and Armored Core 6 and Yakuza, those three. Derek, I don't remember you playing Elden Ring. What did you play that? Did you play that after we played it? No, I played it on lunch. I think he was playing. Even I remember that, James. I'm a bad friend, so this is well established. This is why Charles left. That's true. (laughs) So, coincidentally, your absence is near Elden Ring's release. Made a great time for me, Charles, and Alex, and everyone else to play together Mm -hmm. in a call. Oh, that's right. Well, yeah. we were, yeah, yeah. I mean, we were playing on a call together the first night, but after that, I was I left my own way into the lands be- between. Mm. Wait, Derek. Okay, this is a bit of a revelation because I didn't know you were a cod bro. How long? For how long? All of high school, because <gasps> that's what we would do after school. We'd get in the Xbox chat and we'd play. But you were one of the good ones, right? <laughs> You kept uh, it real PG, right? <laughs> Derek, be honest. So, Don't incriminate yourself on was, a public podcast. <laughs> it was a different time. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Mm-hmm. And Xbox, that's kinda, Xbox that's has a real fighting been, game community uh, energy to it. No, Xbox has refused to release the the chat records and blogs to there the government. Go. Okay. Xbox alleged, has got alleged, my back. Alleged, alleged, alleged. But I did a mini a tea bag back in the day. Okay, sure. I mean, that's just good fun. That's just good. Oh, fun. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, you oh. know, it's, we have actually a lot to talk about today. <gasps> so I, I apologize, Derek. You won't get the fun of us bantering for 20 fucking minutes. <laughs> it's a slow news day. It's not slow. It's, in fact, pretty big. Um, and coming off our two and a half hour fucking podcast last oh, week. Oh, my God. Um, um, thank you all for absorbing all that very important hard-hitting journalism downloads have actually been pretty good on that Ooh, let's go i think breaking it up was actually the smart move oh absolutely yeah. absolutely um but yeah we we got three stories to talk about mm. and one of them is what unity <gasps> the game engine decided to blow itself up That's this true. week 
That's true. Uh, so if you're unaware mm. what Unity is, uh, Unity is a game engine. If you want to think about that, it's like you may have heard of Unreal Engine or which uh, Fortnite runs on or the uh, Creation Engine, which Bethesda games run on. Oh, and it's basically kind of the uh, the system that allows games to do all their physics and quests and all that fun shit. Uh, Unity was a fairly easy to pick up game engine that really uh, catered to indies and mobile games. In fact, such notable uh, Unity games are uh, Genshin Impact, mm-hmm. for one, uh, Among Us, and I believe Pokemon Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl were oh, also built in Unity. So it's 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 that. it's got a lot of it goes up and down from like yeah. the highest of the highs to the lowest of the lows. People like have always there. it was Hearthstone built in Unity. It might have been. Well, oh let's start outside of the standalones, the peaks. Just for reference, they make up thirty percent of the gaming market share total, and uh, I believe they make up seventy percent of the mobile gaming market share. Wow! Yeah. It's a it is a super friendly engine all things considered. Um, and they have, uh, and game engines have different pricing models. Unreal, I don't have exact numbers on, but I think we were talking about it maybe a few weeks ago, but something like Unreal usually does something like 5% of your revenue. So it has slow upfront costs, but it takes pieces on the back end. Unity traditionally took kind of a larger upfront piece, but had nothing on the back end. So you just had to pay for a Unity Pro license upfront, and then the game was yours. However, Last week, mm-hmm. uh, Unity was like, hey, guess what? <laughs> We're going to change our pricing plan. Uh, and go. So it's like correction. It. They're not. Yeah. They're updating their pricing plan. It's no longer will there be a, a Unity Plus. That's uh, users are being given a full year at Unity Plus pricing for Unity Pro. And Unity Pro is currently $2,000 a seat per year for the companies, yeah. and it's uh, estimated to be close to 5000 a year for the, uh, what's called, uh, Enterprise. I, I, I got you, Derek. <laughs> yeah. So here you go. On January 1st, 2024, Unity will start charging developers a new Unity runtime fee that will apply every time a game is installed after a game passes minimum revenue and install count thresholds. For users of Unity Personal, which is free, and Unity Plus, those thresholds are $200,000 over the past 12 months and 200000 lifetime installs. After those numbers are surpassed, developers will have to pay Unity 20 cents per install. Higher cost versions of Unity have higher thresholds and lower pre-install feeds. Uh, so yeah, it, there's a table I'm looking at here essentially where Unity Pro, uh, so yeah, Unity Personal and Plus, you have to break 200,000 uh, on both revenue and install uh, from for install, it's the entire life of your game. For revenue, it's the last 12 months. For pro, it's a million dollars in the last 12 months and a million installs in the life of your game. And enterprise, similar numbers. Um, so here's the thing. <laughs> on on paper, right? Sure, fine. Companies change their pricing all the time. That's okay. Um, Unity kind of dropped this in a tweet. <laughs> Oh really? Just, yeah, more or less. And they, and I assume they also probably sent out an email to all of their uh, the licensed users on that as well. But yeah, the, how I think the majority of people found out this was a tweet where Unity described this uh, hmm. described this functionality, and what kind of fucked people over was that it says this supersedes all previous agreements, yeah. which is kind of a little scummy (laughs) um usually when you sign contract agreements like this things stay in uh both parties have to agree two changes to agree to make the contract change unity was operating on the field that they can change their contract at any time which some companies do hold the right to do but uh the internet however blew up about this uh yeah intersloth makers of among us uh, agro, uh, another agro crab, another 
creator of Another Crab's Treasure, Massive, massive Monster, makers of Cult of the Lamb, Devolver Digital in general, uh, Landfall Games, Totally Accurate Battle Simulator, uh, Gary Newman, the creator of Gary's Mod and Russ. Uh, let's see. Anyone else? Uh, Cat Manning of Firaxis, uh, co-founder of 3D Realms, George Brassad, and Mega Crit Games, makers of Slay the Spire. You know, pretty big names, more or less, in the, in the <clears throat> indie and double, trip, double A scene. I'm Recently sure going... Names couldn't comment, right? Oh, yeah, I'm sure. Like, I'm sure the Among Uses, and, or actually not Among Us, because they did, but I'm sure, like, the Genshin Impacts and the yeah. Pokemon Company were like, <laughs> no. <Yeah>. Um, <laughs> but... Uh, yeah, so they've all basically coming out saying, this is fucked. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. You didn't discuss this with us at all. And frankly speaking, your rollout of these changes is very weird and un, uh, and what not well explained. How is Unity going to track installs? Is this going to count demos? Is this going to count reinstalls? Is this, you know, it's, there's a lot going on here with this. Um, does this count web games like among us you can play on the web does every instance of people opening among us on a web count as an install and pirating also they pirating also tracking pirating yes uh they did post a clarification tweet afterwards about this uh which do, 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 i lost it oh no from what i remember it still wasn't like that great no, like, here it is. Just, I got like, it. Trust us, basically. Yeah. Uh, they posted a follow-up on September 13th. We want to acknowledge the confusion and frustration we heard after we announced our new runtime fee policy. We'd like to clarify some of your top questions and concerns. Who, and then the who, who is impacted by the price increase? More than 90% of our customers will not be affected by this change. Uh, I'm, I'm abbreviating some of this. Fee on new... Fee on new installs only. Once you meet the two install and revenue thresholds, you only pay the runtime fee on new installs after January 1st, 2024. It's not perpetual. You only pay once for an install, not an ongoing perpetual license royalty like a revenue share model. How we define count define and count installs. Assuming the install and revenue thresholds are met, we will only count new net new installs on any device starting January 1st, 2024. Additionally, developers are not responsible for paying a runtime fee on reinstall charges. We're not going to charge for reinstalls. How they know it's a reinstall, I won't they haven't said fraudulent install charges we're not going to charge a fee for fraudulent installs. We will work directly with you on cases where frauds or botnet are suspected and if we decide that it's not fraudulent even though it could be, you're still going to make you pay. That's my that's me uh uh that's me opinionating on that yeah. trials I'm, I'm partial play cool. demos and automated installs uh are not going to count towards your install count early access games are not considered demos web and streaming games we are not going to count web and streaming games towards your install count either charity related installs the pricing change and install count will not be applied to your charity bundles and initiatives which this is like a lot of developers on, say, itch.io or Humble Bundle, who's like, hey, throw our game in there for charity. And, you know, maybe the game was sold for like five cents. Mm-hmm. And suddenly they have to pay 20 cents mm-hmm. for that install. Uh, yeah, they still haven't really said how they're going to do this. I assume it's based off something like a MAC address or something like that, which then also gets into this weird thing of how much data is Unity collecting when it runs on your computer, uh, which is not also ideal. I think they also charge you, say, if I install it like on my desktop and then a laptop, like Correct. they will charge you twice. They will definitely charge you twice for that. So it's like, uh, you can't so even phrasing, reliably... Oh. Phrasing, they're not charging you, Andy. Yeah, that's they, true. They're, char- <laughs> Thank you, they're charging the game companies. <laughs> Well, yeah, they did also at one point come out and say, oh, no, actually, you know what? Maybe it won't be going to developers. We're actually going to put this charge on Microsoft, Nintendo and Sony, in which case laugh that forever. (laughs) Never going to happen. In no way will Microsoft, uh, Nintendo and Sony pay a license fee to someone they have no contract. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, so. So so I will bring up that. They potentially do have enterprise accounts with them and Valve as well. Well, Valve less likely, but but it's it's Microsoft. a developer license, not necessarily a uh, what's the word distribute uh, distribution license. So it would be different. Yes, but these companies have in-house development studios 
and they may not be based entirely on Unity, but they still may have enterprise accounts and using. Oh some yeah, well, I mean that's 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 basically you know any development studio, right? It doesn't matter if they're Microsoft or Sony. I think what they were saying was essentially that they're going to shift the burden of paying the fees to the distributor. Yeah. Yeah, which no, no. <laughs> it's not going to happen. Um, yeah, uh, it's just man. A- another thing too, uh, which is fun. I don't have uh, the 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 gentleman's name escapes me. Uh, the former CEO of EA, the one that everyone hated, is now oh, the CEO yeah. of Unity. Yeah. Um, the one who basically took EA down the dark path. Ooh, uh, the dark path. Yeah, when they were just so heavy on microtransactions. Mm. They still are, but they're slightly better now. Um, and uh, people are being like, yeah, here he is doing it again. Um, I don't know. I, I I think there is a, a very, there's another thing too where it's like, hey, Unity needs to change their business model because they're not making enough money. Perfectly reasonable. Yeah. Um, but I think it's also on the, I think it's on them to both a communicate with their biggest partners and have them come out in hand in hand to say, Hey, this is our new pricing model. Here's everyone who agrees to it, you know, to say, Hey, we, we were talking about this and it's a fair shake, but just dropping it to like everyone and being like, Oh, oh we're going to do this. Okay. Maybe we won't do this. No one's going to stand unity. Everyone's now deciding to reevaluate their relationship with the Unity engine um, and potentially move to other ones. Oh, for sure. Like it's God, the way it was. And and as an as I understand the reason behind them making such a drastic change is to target because Derek, you called out that 70 percent of mobile games are built on Unity. That is their current market share. Yes. And then. mostly every mobile game is free to play. And so you're going to get all these installs and they're just going to like, they're basically going after mobile free to play market and they're going after the Genshin impacts and the Pokemon goes and all of these. And they just want to rake in all that money. Um, So James told me to prepare hot takes and I have one concerning that. I didn't say, I absolutely didn't say that, but go ahead. He said that verbatim. Derek, I want to hear it. Go in. Okay, so Unity is currently operating at a loss. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Correct? Uh, yeah. So, video game revenue all last year was about $347 billion USD. Mm. Now, on the similar hand, mobile ad spend was $336 billion USD, up 14% from the year before, and $250 billion of that was gaming mobile ads specifically. So, the wow. lion's share. Yeah. So, I'm not sure if... The game industry, our gaming journalists were going to mention it, but uh, they also bought an Israeli-based firm. Uh, what was their name again? Was Is this the same one that X is using? I don't believe so, but essentially they bought... Two they Israeli bought a, forms. There. No, but it's, it's a company that's specifically investigating and uh, researching mobile ads. Oh, and, okay. And... Unity itself has an ad department for mobile. Yeah, yes, they do. Yeah. Which, um, in protest, actually, a lot of developers stopped running their Unity ad spends. Uh, so as a, I, I very much doubt that because their market share um, was 0.13% for mobile ads. Well, not, not necessarily. Well, there, I don't know how much in terms of uh, like overall, but certainly there is a percentage of developers who who have like signaled hey we are going to turn off ads in protest of this um i can try to find the number but i just want to go to unity's own page and read a section underneath the table that you were referencing from another article yeah fee reduction for use of unity services qualifying customers may be eligible for credits toward the unity runtime fee everything that we've been discussing that up to 20 cent per install Based on the adoption of Unity services beyond the editor, such as Unity gaming services or Unity level play mediation for mobile ad supported games. So, if you are in the lower end for this uh, installs per month past the threshold, then it makes a lot of sense to adopt the Unity ads and essentially come out even from this change. Uh, I mean, yeah. And it- 
again, I don't think necessarily changing their business model is not allowed, right? Companies are allowed to change their business model. I get, and uh, I would argue that they're not actually. So well, they're UBD, they're changing their pricing model. They're changing it on one aspect of their business, but outside of the Unity engine that they support, they also support architecture, construction, automotive, manufacturing, energy, aerospace, uh, and film creation. We don't care about that, Derek. This is a gaming podcast, baby. <laughs> I didn't know it was used outside of. I mean, it's it's a super useful engine. If you're trying to de- develop a GUI, like it's it's real good for that. Um, I've never yeah. used Unity, so I don't even know what it looks like. I mean, it looks like whatever you want it to look like yeah. <laughs> to a certain extent. That's fair. But so, Derek, is then what you were saying that if like people turn on the ads that Unity serves versus some other service, then the install cost goes away? No. They get credited from the ad revenue. And oh, my God. Okay. So, so it's basically like, hey, if enough people, the ad can make up for the install cost. And, and I, I don't know. I, I don't, again, I don't necessarily think the – like, I don't agree. Well, I have issues with them trying to go off installs and not saying exactly how they're going to track it to a minute detail because really that is what people are missing with this. Like – they have to come they have to come out with receipts to be like hey this is how installs we have this system in place this is how we're going to do it um i think if they came out with that that would go a long way of you know assuaging a lot of people's concern but to come out with a very half half baked press release to say hey this is what we're doing trust us it'll work out People are not going to take that. And even if you recant on it, they're not going to trust you ever again. Mm-hmm. Like, it's it's just bad business. I mean, it's, it's, like I said, again, right, they, they, they should have worked with their biggest revenue shares and then talked to them. And then it could have been a discussion of like, well, the big guys, this works, but the little people fucks over. And we could be having a different discussion. But... Mm-hmm. This one is just like, well, you just managed to piss everyone. <laughs> yeah, literally everyone. And it's such an, an unreliable way to predict costs. Like it's, I, I don't know. It would be so scary because at any time I could get a new computer and then install it and then the game dev is pinged another 20 cents, right? Andy, Andy, what if I made a script that spins up a Linux VM, installs the game, closes it, spins up another Linux VM, installs yeah. the game over yeah. and over again? That's the thing. People could no. exploit this, and then they're like, well, yeah, we'll, we'll find bots or whatever, but then you have to open a support ticket or something, right? Yeah. Like, And then they're not going to respond. Like, I was reading um, accounts of, like, devs that currently work with Unity, and they're like, right now they don't even have the infrastructure to handle Um any type of communication that they say in terms of handling um, like pirating or misuse or something like that. Will they scale it up? I don't know, but no one trusts them. No one trusts them. It and seems weird that they would be trying to scale up when they're already having profit and yeah. revenue issues. <laughs> I, I just don't understand. I, I feel so bad for the devs. I like, I'm going to have to, to defer to their anger. Cause I just don't know how many of those words. Right. But a lot of people are scared. And so right now, and I think Derek, you called it out. Like it literally is you only pay per seat. You only pay per license. That's the only thing that unity takes. Yeah. It's a yearly subscription. Uh, I'm sure their enterprise uh, contracts are slightly different, but for, for the small indie devs, they're paying around $2,000 a year per dev too. And that's where unity is getting their supposed cut. Sure. Yeah. And that sounds like a cost that could explode, but would be hard to predict. I don't know. I like. I'm wondering, should they just move to like a revenue share? Just like you know what? If you made over, you know, they like what was it, two hundred thousand? You made over two hundred thousand, we'll take a three percent cut or something. We'll yeah. be cheaper than you or Epic or Unreal. Whatever. Yeah, Unreal. We'll still be cheaper. We'll be cool with the indies, but uh, we don't make money, and <laughs> things cost money. Yeah, and that's and that's the thing. Again, it's like. You can make like you. Here's the thing, and and it's like, I think this gets lost in like the fervor of like, fuck late stage capitalism. You know, Um, (laughs) it's like Unity is a good product. Like, Mm -hmm. it is by all intents and purposes, like from everyone I've heard who's developed with it, it's good. 
Mm -hmm. and it's easy to use and it's easy to learn on. Like, I think a lot of people have talked about using unity as a gateway to game design because it's so easy to use. So it's, it, you know, it's like, I'm sure it's very frustrating for unity to be like, fuck me. We're this ubiquitous thing and we're having all this solvency trouble, but also you can't, you can't just piss away your goodwill because it's, it's, you're, you're going to, it's so easy for people to come out and just be like, all right, well, I'm never going to trust you again and I'm going to leave. And that's basically what people are doing. There are um, two open source, ah, open source alternatives that people have been talking about switching to um, Godot and FNA, I believe is the other one. Um, and I mean, like, and this is not just like internet, um, you know, pan rattling, like the cult of the lambs devs say, we're deleting our game from Steam on and all all platforms on January first, unless this goes away. So, and for anyone who thinks they're just throwing a hissy fit, my napkin math is <laughs> after at one point seven million units sold, uh, everyone not everyone is going to re-download it. So I put it at a little bit above two point two million, but they're going to be charged almost two hundred thousand dollars if. Every, if half the people who bought it installed it twice and the rest yeah. installed it once. Uh, well, there, the, the reinstalls. We won't. Yeah. God, we, God forbid no one ever changes their motherboard. Yeah. yeah I, uh, that, I, that always I, pisses me off so much when I change their motherboard. And everyone's like, this is a new computer. I'm like, it's not. <laughs> well, quick call out, James, to the Cult of the Lamb one. Yeah. I looked into that and they posted another tweet that that was a joke. Oh, were they? Okay. Which... Every headline out there said they were deleting it. And then you like, and then I was like, no way. And I went and they were like, you guys actually believed it. LOL, LOL, LOL. So I was like, mm, okay, they're, they're <laughs> goofing, but they're still mad. Yeah. It's a lot All of right. money. Damn them. Yeah. That's weird. That's that's a weird joke to make. Yeah. <laughs> e- either way. I don't know. It's still, I'm sure some devs will choke it down, but. Yeah, some of them uh, can afford it. So I, 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 mm-hmm. I, oh, no, go ahead. Oh, I think I was only just going to repeat. It's just so unreliable and scary. I yeah. Like, you just, you cannot build around that. Just take yeah. a cut of the revenue. Why are you trying to be clever? Did they think they were clever? I'm sure they thought they were clever. <laughs> like, seriously. I don't, oh, I, I guess because they're trying to get the mobile market. Yeah, they can. Get I mean, that's that's the thing. Everybody really only cares about the mobile. Market. Yeah, yeah, they only care about the mobile market, and everybody's downloading this for free. So they're just getting money, 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 money after all these. They would have gotten. I don't. Is Monster Hunter now built in Unity? <laughs> they oh. would have gotten money, and then I I chickened out because they wanted a friend code. That's too much. Pokemon, work. That's really it's Pokemon Go built in Unity. Mm-hmm. Let's see. Uh. Yeah, yeah. Pokemon Go is built in Unity. I assume if Pokemon Go is then probably Monster Hunter now. Just take take a cut. Now, I'm speak. I I don't know how any of this works. I don't know how easy any of this is. But um, they goofed. And um, so wait, Derek, Derek, yes. are you licking the boot then? No, <laughs> no. I so while they are making what I think is a good business decision for their own company, they did it in the most ass backwards way and just created enemies <laughs> of the entire internet yeah. based on this. But it's like they don't know who they're it's like, it's, it's like they're just like hey <laughs> we don't have to care it's, you know it's like they don't realize the industry they're in I this is just more proof that the people at the top are idiots like they're just dumb anyone could have seen this a million miles away or they did see it and they only saw dollars I don't know I don't know but um, they did release a statement saying, hey, guys, sorry about that. We're going to go back and try to figure it out. And in a couple of days, we'll give you an update on how we're doing it. So Ooh. they're starting <laughs> to roll back. But by roll back, they just meet saying we're going to talk about it. Yeah. Like, it, but the damage is done. The damage yeah. is done. And I would not blame anyone for ever wanting to build their next game in Unity. But how is Genshin going to not use Unity? Well, here's the thing. Genshin is also, I mean, <laughs> Genshin's owned by MiHoYo, which I think is MiHoYo owned by Tencent. Probably. I believe they've got a share. Um, and, but I mean, 
Genshin Impact has its roots firmly in China. And if you think you're going to make China do anything, <laughs> they don't give a shit. That could be. Yeah. Well, screw Unity. It's pretty sad because it was a pretty important tool and made it accessible for a lot of people. And greed got in the way. Yeah. Greed got in I the mean, way. I don't know. We'll see. Money. They could, uh, it, they could turn it around. It could be better, but I mean, it's just it, they're never going to get back that goodwill they had of just everyone being like, "Yeah, Unity's the engine." Everyone's like, "Maybe do Godot now." Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> I think I think I time know. will tell because Unity is truly powerful. Which them their free and student versions have proliferated for years. Sure. They've yeah. got a user base of people who like Unity. Yeah. So it's ultimately going to come to how much does that cut into their bottom lines? Derek, do you know, like, do, you, do you, how much do you know about Unity? Uh, I can't speak of any of the things they use in the factory because NDAs. Mm. Oh, okay. But, I was just saying, I, sure. I was just looking it up. It's, it's based off C sharp and C plus plus. That's what it is. Okay. Yeah. That's uh, what I was trying to get at. And I was like, I couldn't remember. I was a C sharp dev back in the day. Ooh, it's just a weird person. <laughs> no, you would have been the weird person if you kept it up. <laughs> uh, listen, you leave me. You leave me in a telesense alone. I know the first three <laughs> letters of thousands of lines of code. <laughs> <laughs> you work efficiently. That's right. Well, let's. Let's stop talking about how the game industry is killing itself. And let's talk about how the game industry is propping itself up because there were two conferences last week on the same goddamn day on the same day. Slightly different time. Okay. They were looking out for you. (laughs) Thanks, Derek. Yes. There was a Nintendo direct and a PlayStation state of play on Thursday. The 14th. I think it was Thursday. Yeah. Thursday, the 14th. Um, and let's recap those. Mm. You know, Charles isn't here. I'm just off my game. <laughs> and I guess, I guess here's where I can just let the viewers know. Team Nintendo, hundred percent here. So what? looking You're forward a Nintendo to Nintendo boy. After Xbox and Switch. Sony, <laughs> that doesn't mean I can't support them. Microsoft and Sony. <laughs> Microsoft and Sony have done the industry dirty for years now. Which I mean, that's fair. It's just it's just them trading off on who's who gets their greed too big back and forth. And then Nintendo's uh, just sitting there like, "You want Mario? You want Splatoon? It's like you want Luigi's Mansion too <laughs> in HD." Yes, uh, but let's. I think the Nintendo Direct was slightly better and more interesting. So let's start with the state, Sony's state of play. Uh, that's right. I'm holding the good content for the end of the podcast. <laughs> Uh, let's see. So there is a bunch of announcement. Resident Evil 4 Remake getting DLC and a VR mode coming later this year. I think we already knew about the VR mode. DLC, mm-hmm. I think, was also already known. Uh, Helldivers 2 is got a launch date, uh, February 8th, 2024. Uh, they did a fun little deep dive of Marvel Spider-Man 2 about how uh, the switching between characters work and a lot of how the new uh, the extended New York map um, it kind of looked like it's actually going to be kind of GTA five, like where you just kind of switch back and forth to where miles and uh, Peter are on the map, which mm-hmm. cool. Like that's cool. Um, and also just how they've added more or less the entirety of Queens to the fucking map. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, again, uh, Spider-Man two is Spider-Man two to a certain extent, right? I don't know if you don't want to play Spider-Man two. I don't think any amount of trailers is going to change that mind for you. If you didn't like the first Spider-Man game, you're certainly not going to like the second Spider-Man game. But to those people, I have to ask, do you have no soul? Do you not like to sling (laughs) in on webs and riding (laughs) around the city? Uh, I liked it. And I don't usually like big action games. But I loved the first Spider-Man. Yeah. So gosh darn fun. Um, and then before the big, big announcement, there was just a couple other little ones sprinkled about uh, Roblox coming to PS4 on October 10th. I'm only saying that because it's making me laugh. Uh, Ghost Runner 2, 
had a demo that's released uh, yes, uh, as, as of the time of that state of play um, ahead of its release next month. Ghost, uh, Ghost Runner 2 is a great, great game. It's a first-person platforming game. Or Ghost Runner 1 was a great game. Uh, Ghost Runner 2, based on what I've heard from the demo, I haven't got a chance to play it yet because I'm playing Starfield still, and I still have to play Lies of P and finish Armored Core and finish Baldur's Gate 3. And <laughs> oh, my God. And, and the Cyberpunk DLC comes out next week. Oh, that's right. <laughs> uh, fun for James. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Tales of Arise uh, got a uh, expansion announced beyond the dawn, which will be coming out that, on November 9th. So is yep. that a sequel or it's a uh, X pack? So it's a DLC. Yeah. So oh, it's okay. uh, it's going to be yeah. likely ten to fifteen hours of gameplay if you milk it. Yeah. Hey, that's I a pretty. Like I really love Tales of Arise when I play it. I think Tales of Arise is maybe even slightly better than Fallout ah, Final Fantasy sixteen except for the icon battles. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, it's, uh, I, I didn't expect that tail. Uh, the tail series doesn't always do like, or very rarely does like story DLCs. They usually just release like kind of like tales of Basaria two or something like yeah, that. It's weird. To, yeah. So this is kind of new for them. Be interesting. Uh, Honkai star rail. The other game by me, Mihoyo is coming to, PC on October 11th and Foam Stars, oh, the Splatoon game that apparently people like, but I don't understand why, uh, is getting an open beta fun. between separate 29th and October 1st. So maybe we will try it and see if we have to eat our words. I got to play it with one of the people at PAX. Oh, did you play it at PAX? Mm-hmm. How did and you feel about it? Mm-mm. Oh, <laughs> do you like, do you like Splatoon? Yeah. Okay. Oh, it's, that's oh. Yeah, it's I'm okay. You know, you play like two quick rounds. I can't walk away, you know, giving a full judgment of it. But the weird thing is that it's basically like Splatoon, and explaining the mechanic in Splatoon, you just throw ink on the ground, and you're a squid, so you can swim through the ink, and it's fun and fast and blah blah blah. In Foam Stars, it's like you shoot foam, so there's another like dimension to it it can go up and then it just makes everything awful because you have all these awkward terrain and you're running into it and slowing down it just felt so bad it felt so bad um but i'm also bad at games that's true the one developer did tell you that yeah (laughs) i actually had several (laughs) oh there were several developers (laughs) in a playful way we were joking we were joshing um, they weren't. But <laughs> hey, hey, the devs probably thought he was a more legitimate games journalist after that. Hey, I am a legitimate. <laughs> That's true. A games more, journalists do more suck at games. <laughs> <laughs> Who those can't do, they teach, right? I can't. Now, Andy, that. you're going to have to take up Charles' slack for this. What? What did I do? Because the big thing was Final Fantasy VII Rebirth got a oh. new trailer and a release date. February 29th, 2024, mm-hmm. Leap Day. Really taking yeah. advantage of that once every four years day. <laughs> yeah. This is um, a once every four years kind of game. Maybe. Yeah. Andy, tell me about how you feel about the new Final F- Derek, do you care about Final Fantasy? I don't really know. I am a fan of Final Fantasy, and this part one was a little too close to Kingdom Hearts for me, so... If you want to damn you, Nomura. <laughs> like he's got he's got his style. I respect it greatly, but whenever I just sit there thinking, "What the hell?" more than how much I'm enjoying story beats, I lose it. <laughs> I fair. didn't know you like. I'm learning so much about you, Derek. I've known you for ten years. I like that's what we do in this podcast. Seven. We learn about each other. But Andy, I like nine more than seven. Oh, okay. God. Oh, okay. Well, this is why we never talked about it. <laughs> <laughs> but um, don't worry, but yeah. Derek, you and I can share the opinion of liking the wrong Final Fantasy. Oh, <laughs> so, Derek, does that mean you played the original seven? Yes. Oh, my God. Derek. Well, how did you feel about Rebirth? Because I lost it. The- I, didn't, I did not play it because I don't uh, have a PS5 and... It's on PS4. 
yeah, it ran poorly from what I heard. And, <laughs> and it I, was, yeah, oh, if you didn't have a pro, it wasn't the best. Oh, yeah. that's fair. I had a yeah. pro. And without getting spoiled, I heard enough of the theme changes that made me not want to try it myself. It is and on Steam now, Derek. I, yes, I know. And I'm. it's not on my wish list, but it's. I look at it every now and then. <laughs> Derek, play it. Well, it is pretty I, good, Derek. I mean, as a as a casual Final Fantasy fan, I thought Rebirth was pretty good. Or uh, remake, re- remake, remake. Oh yeah, no, the gameplay looks absolutely just fun. It is, Derek. Anyway, all right, we're gonna fight <laughs> about this later. But <laughs> Rebirth, the sequel to remake. Um, oh. what's that? Oh, you. I lost you for a second there. Keep oh, going. Am I still here? Yeah, you're here. Okay. All I was going to say is Rebirth looks like more Final Fantasy VII. Like, it's got all your favorites. It's got Costa del Sol. There's a meme now around Cloud riding around on a Segway. Yeah, he was riding on a Segway. It's it's weird and bizarre and funny. We got Cosmo Canyon. We got Golden Saucer. Um, We got Juno Town. I think it was called Juno Town. I'm a fake fan. Um, you've got Kate Sith, you've got Vincent, you've got everything. Like it feels like more and it still looks goofy because everything we saw else of rebirth was like cloud and Sephiroth running around a barren field. And I'm like, Oh God, this is open world. I don't want this. I don't care about fields. That doesn't make me feel good. Um, but this just looks like more final fantasy seven. And I got so hyped, so hyped. Um, I'm pumped. I'm ecstatic, but I have to admit to you guys, I had a fake fan moment (gasps) with the original. I pre-ordered the super mega first class soldier. Give me all your money edition, um, came with a beautiful action figure of cloud and the hardy Daytona, um, blah, blah, blah. I did not pre-order the most expensive edition of rebirth. You know what? That Sephiroth statue. I so the Sephiroth statue, so for for people unaware, the super mega expensive it's like three hundred and fifty bucks. It's Sephiroth with his one wing out. I'm pretty sure his wing out. I don't remember. And he's standing on a thing, and there's like flames or whatever. And it's a sweet looking statue. It's a big statue. I think it's over a foot tall. Well, that's and that cloud. That cloud one from the first one's huge. It is. So those are like the normal size for like Play Arts Kai. That's what Square calls their figurine line. And the action figure of Sephiroth that I already have and already spent too much money on looked <laughs> pretty much like the statue. Uh, oh, so you already have a Sephiroth. Yeah, I basically have one. Also, I think I'm that guy now or I don't know if I, I if I think I prefer action figures to statues. I think I'm that guy. What's and the Derek, difference between action figures that. and statues? Articulation. Mm-hmm. Um, An action figure, you can... Put, well, not really pose it. Action figure is not really meant to be displayed unless it's like on a stand. What are you talking but, about? Are you talking about an action figure or are you talking about a model with articulation? Oh, God. Derek's schooling me. Stop. <laughs> so, yes, I'm, I may not be big into video gaming in general, but I am the biggest weeb in our group here. <laughs> that is true. Fine. It's a model with articulation. Thank you. If I'm spending $170 on it, it's going to be... Well, I can't call it an action figure, I guess. It's an elevated whatever. Oh, no. No. I, my mental image was you sitting there on the floor playing with Cloud, punching the Sephiroth statue. I just- so, <laughs> so if you want to create that mental image, keep calling them action figures. Okay. All right. Ooh. Ooh. I'm the casual. Thank you, Derek. You're more of a statue person. Right? Yes. Ball joints are ugly. No. Listen. Yes. Your yeah, mind, I, don't like, I don't like ball joints either. Your mind just doesn't see them. And then you get to pose them in so many cool things. Regardless, all I meant to say is I didn't buy the most expensive one, so I'm not the biggest Final Fantasy fan, and it kind of hurt. Andy, but, so is there anything? So I, as Final Fantasy VII is not very, like, constantly in my mind 
Was there anything in this trailer story-wise that stuck out to you being like, oh, are they changing this? So they, oh, in terms of changing? No. Um, it seemed it, pretty straightforward. It, it seemed like. I mean, other being, than Zach is still alive. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that's kind of a, yeah, a given. Yeah. But um, no, it looked like it hit all the beats. Yeah. Um, and I. Were there segues well, in the original one? No, not that I oh. remember. I don't think segues <laughs> existed. No, they did not. Um, but the, I mean, they're obviously building on everything. I don't know. I it, it it just looked like it hit everything, whereas all the other rebirth trailers looked nothing like the rest of the game. So mm. I'm here for it all, and I'm here for them to change it too if they want. I'm I'm here for all of it, but I'm excited for Golden Saucer. I hope Aerith chooses me um, for the date portion, <laughs> and we'll see. She always did when I played the original. Derek, did, did this stir anything in you to play it more? Or is she still at the same level of like, eh? Like, this trailer is probably a hundred times better than the original remake trailer and getting me excited. Ooh. It's actually then you showing. Still have to play you have to play remake first. Otherwise, nothing will make sense. No, I'm sure some VTuber will play it for me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. D- Derek is also our VTuber expert. So, Derek is the one who got me into crony. Longtime listeners will remember. Your, your um, brief love affair with crony. Yeah. My brief love affair with crony. That was because of Derek. And I'm so proud of you that you recognized the warning signs of being parasocial and you stepped away. Thank you. Aw, <laughs> I appreciate that. Because it could have gotten bad if you just gave that donation and all the happy chemicals started flowing. <laughs> oh, isn't it, though? I just really wanted her to say my name. <laughs> I understand, Andy. And it never Well, happened. speaking of parasocial relationships, Ooh. let's talk about the originator of them, Nintendo. Oh. Nintendo's my best friend. <laughs> and Derek's, too. That's right. My uncle works at Nintendo. Uh, it's an old joke. Uh, so there, you know, there's, there's, there's some heavy hitters in here, but just to kind of start with kind of the chaff, uh, (laughs) they showed a new racing game, Horizon Chase 2, it's an arcade style racing game, came out today, as in November 14th, uh, new trailer for, oh, go ahead. Yeah, and since you brought up racing games, uh, F99, F099 is available right now, it's sort of like Tetris 99, but 99 players enter the racetrack. Only one gets to win. Oh, I was going to get there, Derek. And Derek, it's, are you going to tell me too? You're a big F Zero fan, and I didn't know it. I love F. I love F Zero. Yeah. I don't know about Derek. Yeah, I've still got it on GameCube. I never had it on NES. Oh, that GX is like the hardest fucking game in the world. <laughs> yes, but so many hours playing, it's so fun. Yeah, I, I was one a Oh yeah, that's one. Yeah, but this one's based off that one, so it'll and all it, look familiar to you. All right, yeah. Th- so let me jump back. Let's do this one. Yeah. So F ninety nine. Yeah. Um, in the vein of Tetris ninety nine, and what was the other one they did? Did they do another one? They did do another one. Yes. What was the other ninety nine game they did? Was it like a Doctor Mario or something? No, it wasn't Doctor Mario. Nintendo ninety nine games. Uh, it's all going to be fucking F zero. Oh, was there a Pac-Man one? Was it? Yes, it was Pac-Man 99. Yes, it was. So in the vein of Pac-Man 99, Tetris 99, now there is F zero 99. As Derek said, you are racing in the classic S F zero style battle Royale. And it looks super cool. Um, I haven't played it yet because again, I have too much fucking stuff to play. Um, And and as is with Nintendo, these are timed events because Tetris 99 is gone and Pac, Pac-Man 99 is gone. Taking away Tetris 99 thing is the worst thing they've ever done. That was the best fucking game in the world. Why did I they take s- it away? It costs money to keep hosting it. And these games were free with the Nintendo Online subscription. Yeah, so I mean, they have covers- to pay a fee to the Tetris uh, company, too, probably. I Andy, did you watch it. Tetris on Apple TV Plus yet? No, they should. It's a great movie. Oh. Uh, uh, ne- next, they have uh, they showed a new trailer for the new Prince of Persia game that we talked about playing at PAX. Yeah. Uh, Tomb Raider remastered one, two and three coming to the switch. Oh, Super weird. I need to talk about this. OK, make it quick because we're running late. <laughs> Big, biggest Tomb Raider stand in the world. Um, I don't know why we need this. OK, 
just release the originals. Don't doctor it up. It's like one of those things where it's they basically took the first three that really just up. turned the anti-aliasing up. <laughs> it's pretty much they like threw in a new character model for her and then like gussied up the textures a bit. But it 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 looks like you're looking at a PS1 game playing. Like the animations still look bad. Like everything looks like a PS1 game. Well, so all of the charm is gone. Well, isn't that isn't it's 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 there to make you think of the old game, Andy? I just it just doesn't make it palatable. It just makes the game look dated. And like I think there's like there's some type of because you're seeing like stuff too now. Like there's the Bloodborne remake into PS One, um, and I there's like a lot of survival horror games being made with PS One graphics. There's like something nice to it. It's it's its own type of style, kind of like how Dreamcast has its own type of style. Mm-hmm. And to take that away, just it's just I don't know, you guys. Maybe it's another boomer moment, but. We don't need this. We don't need like they made Tomb Raider Anniversary, which was just a remake of the first one, and it was great. Just do that. Just do that. You <laughs> want money, Andy? I'm so conflicted. Anyways, I don't want it. I don't want it. This isn't what I wanted. Go ahead. This isn't the future Andy wanted. Mm-hmm. Uh, in, in another entry, in that they're running out of names for games, Atlas and Vanillaware brings you Unicorn Overload. <laughs> Overlord. <laughs> Uh, which is a, I think it's a, it's a, a tactic style game. Um, they're making a bold claim. I think they're like talking about like they're reinventing or bringing back strategic RPGs or something. Yeah, I mean it's fine. It just looks it like look, it, honestly, honestly, here's the thing: it the game does look very cool. Um, oh, naming it. it Unicorn Overlord makes me laugh intensely. <laughs> well, I mean, they That's made fair. I guess Thirteen Sentinels sounds kind of dumb. Hey, hey, excuse me, Thirteen Sep- Sentinels. Colon Aegis Rim. <laughs> thank you, thank you. I was forgetting the second one. That game was fantastic. Yes, and it was. When I was seeing this, I was like, "Well, I just wanted more of the other." <laughs> like, I I just want more Thirteen Sentinels. So hopefully, this one has a real good story. I don't know if it I mean Alice usually makes good stories. So they do, but Thirteen Sentinels was something special. You can't do that. Uh, next up, weirdly, oh. I didn't. Uh, a Spy X family game is coming to Nintendo Switch where you play as Anya in this life simulator game. Derek, as yes. a resident weeb, what's your take on this? So Nintendo has really taken it upon themselves to become the, uh, I don't know, not dating simulator, but the, the route and text-based game. And they've taken it upon themselves since the Vita has mm-hmm. no longer... Uh, been supporting them and Sony's shifted away from uh, porting them over as often weird ass so. anime games yeah <laughs> well even like yeah. the visual novel kind of stuff right yeah visual novel that's the term I was looking for so it looks like it has some visual novel elements and some very basic like adventure mini games or, things like, like that also if you're not aware Spike's family is a fantastic manga and anime where a spy and an assassin raise a tele uh, raise a telepath daughter while trying all three try to hide their identities from each other. <laughs> it's it's real great. way better than it should be. It's incredibly yeah. endearing. And yeah. um, but Anya's my least favorite part of that show. Oh, I love Anya. She's That's cute. fair. But guests, if you uh, don't want to look and be embarrassed out in public, call it spy family. You don't wait. Cl- what? How do I get to uh, this? Is this is the hunter? This is the hunter hunter thing again. Yes, exactly. <laughs> it's Listen, for style and the title, not for being pronounced. Derek, Derek, listen. Polygon.com lists it as Spy X Anya Operation Memories. <laughs> so and that X is not a style thing, it's in the title. <laughs> do you not say the X? You're not supposed to. This is like Hunter X Hunter. Yeah. Yeah. But it's I Hunter, thought Hunter. its real name was Hunter X Hunter. Why you, would you put you, the X? Because we don't have time for this. <laughs> this is, no, this is important, and we okay. have an oh, yeah. expert. Andy, Andy, podcast. No, podcast in 59 you. minutes. We don't have time for this. Oh. <laughs> Andy, I'll show you pictures after, okay? Okay. Thank <laughs> so. you. 
Uh, and, <laughs> and then quickly, uh, in, in another entry in, man, the Nintendo Switch is really on its last legs. Luigi's Mansion 2 HD version will be coming summer 2024 with four-player co-op. Uh, that was the one on 3DS. Yes, that was the 3DS one. It was very good. Uh, uh, they also demoed Princess Peach Showtime, the game they hinted to at the last Direct, that where it seems cool. to be kind of like a 2D uh, adventure game where Peach can transform into different costumes to give her different fighting styles. They showed a uh, sword fighter Peach in there. It, Investigator I mean, this game looks... Peach. Oh, did they show Investigator Peach too? Yeah, you're right, they did. It game looked really actually cute. Like, I, I liked it. And I mean, Nintendo, they know how to do a 2D game, so... yeah. It, and it's all styled around being on a stage. Yeah. Um, so it looks like a stage play. It just it looks so creative and so fun. It yep. looks it'll probably end up being like kind of like an easy game, I'm guessing. But so it my looks take like it's gonna be a blast. My take from it is this is gonna feel a lot like a 2D of the latest Kirby game. I was thinking that too. I, I got yeah. big Kirby vibes from this game. Yeah, I agree. I think that's yeah, kind of like I think I was going with like the difficulty, like it. But I'm hoping there's like that angle too that like like give me three hidden things to find or something, right? Like add a little bit more, and they might they might do that. But that was one of the highlights for me was yeah. the Peach one. Yeah, I'm 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 more excited for this game than I was when they originally announced it. So uh, next, they showed another trailer for Super Mario RPG. How we feeling, Andy? Like it yet? No, still I'm, hate it. I'm starting to warm up to it. Start starting to warm up. Okay. Yeah, and well, to be f- oh, go ahead. No, 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 go ahead. I only meant to say to be fair, the the seeing the trailer gave like more nostalgic hits, and like seeing the enemies, blah blah blah. The music took me back, and I was like, okay. And they showed the door. I'm pretty sure it was the door, but they showed the door that traditionally had that Final Fantasy boss behind it. Oh, so they know they know what they're doing. Um, I'm pretty sure it was that door. But so honestly, I'll probably play it now. <laughs> Squishy, creepy Mario no longer bothers me. <laughs> uh, and they also did, uh, showed a new expansion pass for Splatoon 3 where they added a basically roguelike uh game called the spire of order mm. which is super weird and actually kind of interesting um you should look into it if you are interested in roguelike games um uh next they announced a brand new game mario versus donkey kong <laughs> Isn't which that is a, a super weird game like did do either of you know the original mario versus donkey mario? kong oh am i still so can you hear me yeah, yeah you are you are andy my knowledge begins and ends with it's a platformer. <laughs> yeah, it was a in the original one, you mostly kind of played as like this weird Donkey Kong or like this weird toy Mario. So it's it's instead of being kind of like a Twitch platformer, it's more like, say, where you're trying to solve puzzles on the map. Oh, OK. Thank you. Thank you. OK, so that's what it is. Yeah, you're not necessarily like trying to like get from a to b it's more like you're trying to figure out how to make the being able to progress by like hitting switches and collecting keys and things like that okay yeah it's a weird game for them to bring back but yeah. sure that was <laughs> like on the game boy advance i think yeah i think so i, I will say february 16th 2024 I, go ahead Derek. I, I will say the thing i am most excited about this is the possibilities in the next mario maker with <laughs> puzzle levels being a thing like yeah Ooh, i can't wait to see the absolute cruelty of humanity to come forth with the impossible puzzles which the makers have to beat so i know it's not impossible it's just <laughs> impossible for me sometimes they sometimes they still take out those super hard ones too like they'll they'll be like this is too hard we're taking it down <laughs> that's a good point i didn't even think about that being wrapped into a new mario maker but that would be awesome and then the biggest surprise of the direct Mm. Paper. So we're all excited. Hey, they're bringing back Super Mario RPG. I bet that means they'll bring back Thousand Year Door maybe in a couple years. Wrong. <laughs> they're bringing it back next year. <laughs> I was like, holy shit, Nintendo. <laughs> all right. Uh, yeah, they are remaking Paper Mario Thousand Year Door. Um, and they're using the engine most likely from the most the latest 
Mario, uh, Paper Mario, which is the Sticker Star game that was on the Wii U. That was honestly terrible. <laughs> I think I, I was the only that. one that played it. Yeah, that's too bad because it looked yeah. so fun. It's and then so it gets- good. It looks so good. Yeah. And they've they've really taken that entire style and just ported Paper uh, Thousand Year Door into it. Um, if you're unaware about Thousand Year Door, like Super Mario RPG was the first RP, uh, Super Mario RPG game that came out. Most people hold that Thousand Year Door has the best story of the Super Mario RPGs. Oh, I didn't know it had like a um, following yeah. in that sense. Yeah, I, I, mostly I know most people love Thousand Year Door more than Super Mario RPG. <gasps> No, uh, but this is also my own bias because I never played Super Mario RPG. I only played Thousand Year Tour, but I've played I've, I have I have had that bias reaffirmed to me by several people. So. Sure, interesting. Well, I'm excited to give it a try. I own it on um, GameCube. I never played it. I just bought it off of like I remember it was this kid who was like on 4chan and uh, okay. It was, it was weird seeing a 4chaner in real life. That's all I'll say. Derek, is, are all these new Nintendo properties enough for you to finally get a Switch? <laughs> Very it's cheaper much, than ever. I, I think it actually is. You know, I can give you my old Switch, right? Like you, do, like at oh. any time. I might actually have to take up on this after this Nintendo Direct because of all these... Uh, good although although I could probably sell that switch for a lot of money because it's the OG model <laughs> that could, you can like mod and shit. <laughs> or you could give the gift. I'll, I'll probably just give it to Derek because I don't have the energy to sell it. <laughs> that would be a lot of work. Sell it on 4chan. I didn't okay, buy it on of 4chan, by the way. It was just a kid I knew who was a 4chan. Looks like a 4chan. All right, Derek. I need you to start. I need you to start prepping this in your mind now. We're going to end the podcast. Mm. When when we end the podcast, we say a fun little title in between our first and last name. That's something that we talked about today. So Wait, start does this thinking. Mean I don't about get to go that. last. Okay. No, you you go middle now, baby. Oh, you got no. seniority. You have seniority now, Andy. Oh. Okay, I've I've already got it decided. Oh, shut right. up! Like it's that easy. Oh, it is. Well, well, <laughs> well, well, we'll shame Andy more on another episode oh. of Add to Party, a friendship simulator masquerading as a new show. I've been your host, James. Maybe Unity could have done a better job, Hartwell. And I've been joined by. <laughs> this isn't easy. I'm going to make you go middle every time from now. <laughs> Andy, um, excited you're here, Derek. Aww. There we go. That's I, sweet. And yeah, I, jo- oh god, after and I've been joined by Derek, massive VTuber simp, Costiel. <laughs> Easy, and that's fair. We did talk about your VTuber love. We did, but you won't admit Crony's the best, so you're wrong. I'm sorry. Another episode, Derek, Andy. Another episode. <laughs> we'll fight Derek, about this later. Derek, I look forward to you skipping out before we get to episode 200 on me, like there everyone that I care about. Oh, but then me and Charles can come for that episode, though. (laughs) (laughs) The 200th anniversary reunion. Well, we've got 100 coming up. We do. We're we're there. We're closer than ever because of the three episodes I put out. (laughs) Oh, that's true. Well, all right. Good night, everyone. Everyone, have a good night. Good night. Good morning. Whatever it is where you are, have a good one. It's always night. (laughs) Darn it. (laughs) Bye.